I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story, they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Thursday morning to you. It is a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and of course, the DraftKings Network. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin live from Bar Canada at the D in downtown Las Vegas. Good morning to you, Kelly. How are you, sir? Good morning. How are you doing? Anything happened this morning? Oh, you beat me to it. I was going to say, do I need to know anything that's happened in the last 24 hours? Did anything happen? <laughs> it is like a month's worth of news in football over the past 24 hours. Oh, uh, it is Thursday. We'll have unscripted with the crack man. Kelly and I will go through uh, most points scored in the postseason. Kevin Roth will join us from Roto Grinders to talk about the weather, the current weather forecast in both Kansas City and Buffalo specifically and beyond if we have to. Um, but of course, first yesterday, I mean, what a what a yesterday and this morning, what a 24 hours, less than 24 hours of legacy head coaches parting ways with their team. First yesterday, about, I don't know, it was an hour and a half after we left here, the Seattle Seahawks and Pete Carroll agreed to part ways. I will call it a gentle firing, Kelly. I will go with a gentle firing. Yeah, I, I, I think that is a yeah good phrase for it. Yep. Yeah, gentle firing. Pete Carroll, who... You know, 10 playoff appearances since 2010 uh, with the Seahawks matched the number of times the Seahawks had reached the postseason in all of their existence, 34 years of it prior to his tenure. Uh, And of course, along the way, he got to two Super Bowls and won a Super Bowl with Russell Wilson and the Legion of Boom. winning his coach in Seahawks history and perhaps his, his most notable achievement, along with Barry Switzer, along with Jimmy Johnson, one of three head coaches ever to win both titles at the pro and collegiate levels. And he was emotional, super emotional. Didn't seem like he really wanted to leave. Um, said he was fired up. And so I think he's in play for another coaching job for sure. And I couldn't help but think as I'm watching this or as the day went on and then we learn about Nick Saban 
um, in Alabama parting ways, I couldn't help but think this is obviously not the same thing, but I couldn't help but thinking when uh, Farrah Fawcett died in 2009, 12 hours later, Michael Jackson died, and no one ever like talked about Farrah Fawcett dying ever again. By the way, whenever I bring this up, Chrissy sends me a text, Farrah Fawcett died. Um, but this in the firing equivalent, or, or not the firing, but the parting of ways equivalent of NFL coaches or, or great college and pro coaches, just before we had enough time really to appreciate the the career in Seattle of Pete Carroll, who, by the way, was sub, sub 500 without uh, Russell Wilson, it should be noted. Uh, Nick Saban, which wasn't as big of a surprise to me, and, and nor should it have been, I think, to any to every to anybody really, that Nick Saban decided that was enough for him at Alabama. Uh, seven total national championships, one at LSU, six at Bama in the 17 seasons where he was at the helm at Bama, six national titles, nine SEC titles, and unless you're a Bear Bryant guy and are a man of a certain age, certainly the greatest college coach, if not the greatest football coach any of us have ever seen. Um, and it was very strange with Saban yesterday, at least if, if you hear the accounts of how it went down. Um, he had thought about the decision carefully, but he had meetings like he was interviewing assistant coaches all day. Um, he was annoyed at something. Then, you know, he then he gathered his players around and he said to them um, that the way college football has changed in terms of the transfer portal and tampering NIL being used as a guise for bidding for high school players and transfers. You and I had talked about yeah. this on a numbers game. We talked about it with Harbaugh too. Like, why would he ever come back with yeah. this with his new world after winning a national championship and the recruiting calendar being extended? Uh, he said that this was the time. And Chris Lowe at ESPN reporting that Saban had grown increasingly frustrated with, quote, what college football had turned into. He's all about team and building a team and developing players. Now, the only thing that seems to matter is who can get what in the NIL and who can get the biggest deal, unquote. Uh, so, Nick Saban, who just uh, the storied career, by the way, John Ewing um, over there talking about how Saban 126 and 103 ATS per bet lab. Um, listen, they were such big favorites in so many of these games. That's why the ATS record is muted, but just utter domination again from and bringing Alabama to the to the heights of college football. And now moving forward, it would just be that much more difficult than Saban, obviously, sensing that and knowing that we'll never get to see it deteriorate under his watch. Mm -hmm. And so he moves on. And I just want to also say, because whenever we bring up Nick Saban in the past, there is that the narrative of how the Dolphins, when he was the head man of the Dolphins, so after LSU, before Alabama, he was the head coach of the Dolphins. And they were trying to acquire Drew Brees. And the Dolphins team doctor did not clear Drew Brees' shoulder. And so they ended up, the Dolphins did trading for Dante Culpepper. And people look at that moment in time. And Nick Saban has sort of let, has sort of fed into it. Like, well, if we'd gotten Drew Brees, I would have been there forever. Nick Saban probably could have overrode the doctor. But that's that fulcrum moment where we think about that the, the future of both pro and college football changed forever. That moment when it ended up being Dante yeah, Culpepper totally. instead of Drew Brees. And then this morning, Bill Belichick, by the way, Pete Carroll, 72 years old, Nick Saban, 72 years old, Bill Belichick, the baby of the bunch, 71 years old. Uh, and this we knew was coming too. We didn't know what day, but we thought it might. A, what they're describing as an amicable, amicable parting in New England. Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. But Bill Belichick, 17 
division titles in 24 seasons at the helm of the New England Patriots, nine AFC championships, and of course, six Super Bowl titles, 333 career victories, 14 shy of Don Shula's mark of 347. So Bill Belichick is wanting to break that and wanting to coach more. Adam Schefter, the first one to report this, but with the Pats, 224, 162, and 11 against the spread, 56.7% with Bill Belichick. 15, 7, and 2 in terms of exceeding season wins in their 24 seasons, in his 24 seasons at New England. Yes, 29 and 38 since Tom Brady. Field Yates puts it in great perspective. During Bill Belichick's 24-year run as the Pats head coach, the other 31 NFL franchises had a combined 213 head coaches. It's insane. That's insane. And then you like take the Steelers out of there too, right? right. Who had like two over this time too. The Steelers had three in history. Yeah. I, you know, I think about Belichick and you think about like, what can you, what can you sort of uh, talk about beyond the actual, the numbers themselves? And there's a couple things. One, when I used to work with Dr. Bob, at one point, Bob had hired a, uh, a pro football handicapper who was real good at what he did. But when it came to the Patriots games, his model would always come up with the opponent. Oh, oh we got to yeah, play the yeah. opponent. We got to play the opponent. Oh, here's another. We got to play the opponent. And finally, I remember Bob, who's obviously a frequent guest on this show and my buddy, said to him, you know, there might be something in your model that is not being <laughs> captured about Bill Belichick and the Patriots as he kept taking it on the chin week after yeah, week after yeah. week. And it was such a great case study of, yeah, you can't be that sacred to this model of yours. And yeah, Bill Belichick is not captured in that. And what, what do we mean by that? If you think about all the times we come in for guessing lines each and every week of each and every NFL football season, and what do we talk about more than the guesses themselves or where the value is? We talk about all the coaching gaffes, all the coaching mistakes. And on the other side of that, who are the, who are the smart coaches? Well, we take all of this stuff for granted now that Bill Belichick was the first guy to really seize upon. And this is why the guy's model didn't capture the things that Bill Belichick was doing. For instance, we all now take for granted the double dip at the end of the first half and at the beginning of the second half of football games. Well, Belichick was really the first guy that got that. He got that. He understood that he should defer on the coin toss. He understood that if he played the clock right at the end of the first half, he could in essence, manufacture a double dip at the end of the first uh, half and the beginning of the second half. He was also, there was also, you know, things like rule quirks that had to be changed because of the way he manipulated them. Later, Mike Vrabel seized on him too. But remember, if, if the Patriots were up in a football game and if they were nursing a lead with north of five minutes, more than five minutes left in a football game, Belichick knew how to use the loophole of, oh, we'll just keep taking delays of game with our punter and punt formation, and the, and the game clock still goes. That is until the five-minute mark. And so Belichick would, would increase his win probability with little things like that. And that, to me, beyond obviously him being on the Mount Rushmore of great head coaches in the National Football League, it's those things that affect our bets, uh, that affect his ATS record, his ATS record, but really affect how we view as gamblers, as we view football through the years, and now take for granted some of the things that he really innovated. Yeah, I, I, this is. I mean, for Belichick, that I mean, the story you're talking about is absolutely applies to me too. It's the, I mean, the greatness that Belichick did for so long. Of course, those are the first things that come to our mind. 
Really close behind him, though, Gil, is, oh, my gosh, how much, how many times I lost bets going up against this guy yeah. over the course of my bet, over the course of my betting career. Um, I mean, shoot, it feels like every Super Bowl, I think I was against them that they won. I, I feel like the one time I was on them was the Eagles one we were discussing yesterday when, you know, when they lost. Uh, it's just just incredible. And those are hey, you know, we talk, we're, we're obviously a sports betting network. We think about things that way. And there's, there's a whole other career to put in perspective. But, man, when there are guys like this that they'll always be in my head of how many times I lost bets just trying to go up against Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and how dumb you feel afterward. <laughs> it's incredible. I mean, this is what they've done over their, over their careers. Bill Belichick, next team odds over at DraftKings. It is available. Nowhere is the short shot at plus 175. It'll okay. go somewhere. A.K. not in the NFL. Not in the NFL. He'll, he'll be somewhere, just not in the NFL. Yeah, sure. If you bet that one. Chargers are 2-1. to one. Commodores are 4-1. to one, And the Falcons are also 4-1. to one. The field after that at 8-1. to one. If you are reading as many articles as you can about the subject of Bill Belichick's departure and split with Robert Kraft in New England, um, while the names bantied about for the New England job are in no particular order, Gerard Mayo, who's on staff now, and Mike Vrabel, who obviously was just fired by the Titans, it's the Falcons that are the ones that are most rumored to be tied to Belichick. So that four to one, if you buy into those reporting, uh, if you buy into those, you know, the reportage of it right now, Falcons four to one would be the shot. Arthur Blank took a shot in the past at both Joe Gibbs and Bill Parcells to no avail. Maybe the third time is the charm for Arthur Blank going for a big fish out there. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think he's going to be willing to, to pay. I think the question is, how much does that matter to Bill Bell? And I brought up the Cowboys this week earlier. If they lose this week, watch for Jerry Jones to take his shot. Coming back on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so 
there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Start your morning with a daily dose of winning strategies, insider tips, and the latest buzz with the free VSIN daily newsletter. In today's newsletter, all the uh, talk about. Carroll, Saban, Belichick, all parting ways with their teams. Um, three of the most venerable coaches, if not the most, uh, in the case of Saban and Belichick in the history of all football. And the odds on where they'll end up next. Get expert analysis and the latest odds delivered straight to your inbox absolutely free. Visit Beeson.com slash newsletter to subscribe. It's Gil Alexander. It is Kelly Bidlin live from Barcanada here at the D, the Barrage, downtown Las Vegas. Um Back to the Belichick and where he might end up. Let me just flesh that out for a second, because I, I mentioned this earlier in the week, which is it looks like Atlanta is, you know, Arthur Blank is going to go try to swing for the fences on Belichick. Belichick doesn't want to leave the East Coast. But I mentioned when Jerry Jones was interviewed after the week 18 game against Washington, some reporter, some intrepid reporter asked him about, you know, Mike McCarthy's future and jerry said he couldn't have been more pleased and then but he but he would not commit he said we'll see it you know kind of we'll see how it goes so again i mentioned this where it's like if if the cowboys somehow get upset by the packers you don't think jerry jones if he thought he had a shot at bill belichick would make that move and bill belichick went out excuse me uh, yeah, Bill Belichick went out of his way earlier this year. I don't know if you saw it to praise Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, like the entire Cowboys brass. So there's a little bit of tea leaves there if you buy into that. The Cowboys not listed on that page that we're seeing. Yeah, yeah, they'd be a part of the field. I mean, yeah, they'd I be part see, of the field. I, I can see one. that. The uh, I don't really get like the, I, I I understand the Falcons commanders like are going to be able to throw all this money at Bill Belichick and stuff but well, bookmark the commanders for a second but yeah yeah I, I just think when I think about about Bill Belichick okay where's he going to go coach yes I think he's going to want to keep coaching I they all reports point to that anyways but how long is he really going to do it for and I keep going back to the Chargers. It's just, it's all set up there for you to be able to walk in. You've got a extremely talented quarterback that is entering the prime of his career that I think what's the team that he could make not only an instant impact on, but also that is good enough for him to immediately be in the playoff picture, playoff discussion this next year. That's where I keep going back to the Chargers, but I well, really have no... And, and replace everything you just said. Replace the word Chargers with Cowboys. It applies right, No, totally. More. Cowboys apply for that yeah. as well. Yeah. So to me, to me, it's... I don't know if, he, if he'll go to the West Coast, but to me, it's either the Falcons or the Cowboys there. If you're, the, the commanders know, and I'm really pumped about this because as a guy who grew up loving the Washington football team, um, lifelong Skins fan. I don't want Bill Belichick. And again, that's, I don't know how many years you've been. Bill Belichick shouldn't want anything to do with Washington either because they're not set up to win immediately. Jim Harbaugh is the dude I want. Jim Harbaugh has won everywhere, whether it's with Michigan and a national title, of course, here just this week, but also getting the San Francisco 49ers to a Super Bowl. He was successful at Stanford before that. He was successful at USD with the Toreros before that. 
And if you are to sort of, uh, I will just tell you my buddy, I was mentioning my buddy Juan, who was a, a Michigan alum who went to the uh, title game. He's a, uh, he, was, he was texting me yesterday. He goes, I just had a patient. And it's a whoa, super wealthy guy. I don't know what that has to do with anything. But he said, he goes, he says it's a done deal. He says it's a done deal. I don't know how he knows, but he says if Harbaugh decides to leave, which he will, it's going to be Washington. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. But you will you will see now more articles about that heading. You know, if you if you're surfing, where it's like, oh, maybe it is Washington for Jim Harbaugh. One of the reasons is the proximity to his brother John Harbaugh, who of course is just up 495, just up 95, I should say. Um, you know, 40 minutes away in Baltimore. So who knows if you buy into that commanders are six to one to land Jim Harbaugh as their next head coach. I would be over the moon about that. Yeah. Just as long as you promise not to draft JJ McCarthy at two. Jim. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah for real. Right. So can we make that deal? <laughs> this is, uh, I mean, Jim, Jim Harbaugh with all due respect to Belichick, right? I, you would, I think most of these, most of these teams that we talk about, make more sense for him, right? The Falcons commanders specifically landing on those two. It was just thinking while you were talking, it's like Bill Belichick, how, how long, what are we putting? What, what's the clock on him? 10 years? Well, that's max. A, you know, again, like, these the, are 10 year plus jobs. If let, you're going to the commanders, right? Let's preface it by saying we're not trying to be ageist here, but if you are 72 years old or in the case of Belichick, 71, Carol, 72, um, saving 72, but Carol, uh, in NFL 72 and, 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 and Belichick 71 in terms of uh, pr- prospective NFL coaches. Yeah. How long can you be there? Harbaugh's 60. Right. And so you do have to make that it, you know, as part of your calculus for sure. By the way, we mentioned New England, Gerard Mayo, Mike Vrabel, among those tossed around Seattle, Dan Quinn. Some, you know, some people also feel about the, uh, the Jerry Jones comments about Mike McCarthy is that he would also want to, maybe it's not about Belichick. Maybe it's about keeping Dan Quinn there as his head coach. But as we said yesterday, Dan Quinn, we don't know. Maybe he's a coordinator that's great and not a head coach who's great. We've seen that also materialize. I right? really don't know what to think about. Yeah. Like it is I, I, I respect Dan Quinn so much for continue to stay for to stay in Dallas this year when he had all these opportunities to leave. I think the him realizing coaching up that defense and how it's gonna just open up even more job offers, I think is brilliant. I don't know what to make of him, though, as a head coach, because I mean, we've seen it before. Yeah, and it was know. not great. We don't know. Uh, Chargers are the short shot to land Jim Harbaugh, though, for being thorough about this. Plus 150, not in the NFL, plus 350, followed by Washington at 6-1. to one. The Raiders check in at plus 650. Everybody else longer than that. A um, couple more football things here, because we're going to have cracks, and we want to squeeze in as much as we can here. And Kevin Roth will join us to talk weather uh, around Wild Card Weekend, specifically in Kansas City and Buffalo. Uh, each year at this time, Kelly, uh, a numbers game tradition, because we never talk about kickers. We always say, oh, my God, like so many of these NFL games are decided by place kickers, right? And field goals at the ends of games. Uh, and we never really delve into them. So let's just take the 14 playoff teams and at least look at the stats of the kickers. Well, this used to be a worthwhile exercise because there would inevitably be one guy who was worse than the field and one guy who was just better than the field that maybe we didn't really realize. You know how the exercise goes now? They're all amazing, it's almost not even worth doing anymore, so we don't want to spend more than a couple minutes on this. But if we if we parse it out into conferences, if we do the NFC, 
the best in terms of field goal percentage overall, Brandon Aubrey, despite having one blocked against the Skins here this last week and despite missing one, doinking one. He got one blocked and he doinked one. Those are his only two misses of the year. He's 36 of 38, so he's got the best percentage of all the NFC kickers despite that. He's 10 of 10 from 50 plus. It's incredible. It's incredible. Which is the best in the NFL. And uh, Chase McLaughlin is the one of Tampa Bay who's never missed an extra point this year. 33 of 33. AFC... Um, just using those three categories. Kami Fairbairn actually has the best. Kami Fairbairn of the Texans. Uh, Kami is 27 of 28 field goals overall. The best from 50-plus is, and this surprised me, Dustin Hopkins, 8 of 8 for the Cleveland Browns. And then the only person who hasn't missed an extra point, Harrison Butker, who's also, by the way, 5 of 5 from 50-plus and only missed two field goals this year, uh, 38 of 38. You know who had the worst worst mark from 50-plus this year of all the remaining playoff kickers? I'll give you one guess. I, I, you see my face right now? I I'm couldn't believe it. By this. Justin Tucker, one of five from 50-plus. I thought we screwed that up. That can't to be right. totally thought we screwed that up. That can't be right, right? That's incredible. And yet there it is. Anyway, they're all great is the point. Like, nobody sucks anymore. Like, the worst yeah. the worst field goal percentage of all these guys is Tyler Bass, who's 24 of 29. It is, I, he's no, still 4 of 5 from 50 we, plus. Well, we've talked about Tucker before in the past. I, like, it's part of the amazement has always been, well, he is in Baltimore. He plays a lot of games in weather. So, you know, there's always, there was always that in the past when you talked about how great he was. And that's like... Man, one for five, though, that is, that is still incredible to see. That's almost uh, so amazing that you have to, like, check on it and make yeah, sure that's yeah, not an error. Yeah, that is, uh, it's incredible. But, hey, we were talking about this off the air. I, I love this. Is something you've always done every single year. I think it is a perfect time to check in on this kind yeah. of stuff, just to go over these kind of stats. I and didn't know Dustin Hopkins was eight of eight yeah. from 50 plus. Not me either. Me, and he's, what, when is he, he questionable in, still this week? When he was in Washington, he was like feast or famine. Like you had no idea what you were going right. to get from Dustin Hopkins. So uh, anyway, yeah, he, I think it's a great time to check into it. And uh, it, it's, it's a it, quality reminder, Gil, to remember, uh, to uh, remember how much safer your money is at the end of games than the NFL kickers. Look, look at all these guys, though, from like 50 plus, right? Like Butker, five of five, Fairbairn, uh, five of six. Um, you know, you just go through them one by one. Um, Hopkins, eight of eight. Sanders, five of seven. Boswell, six of seven. Elliott, seven of eight. McLaughlin, seven of eight. These are all from 50 plus. Aubrey, 10 of 10. Jake Moody. It also lets you know about the team's offense, right? So you're like, oh, Jake Moody only had three attempts from 50 plus. That's because the Niners never stall. Right. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. then like Jason Sanders of the uh, of the Dolphins, 58 of 59 extra points. And Moody is 60 of 61. So you can tell which offenses get in the end zone the most. Anyway, that falls in the category of if you're like really on the fence about a game ATS and you need like one thing to push you over the top, maybe something in there does. Does look like it will be Riley Patterson most likely this weekend for Cleveland and not Dustin Hopkins. Riley Patterson and not Hopkins. Yeah. We also have Leia. Right. Who's the guy? That barely kicked any this year. Oh, yeah. With the Rams, Badgley, 4 of 4, right? He just got back. More NFL and Kevin Roth on the weather next.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on the numbers game here at VSIN, the sports betting network. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, live from Bar Canada here at the D. Uh, we get tweets at BD the book. Everybody chiming in. So funny, like some of the bitterness and some of the, everybody gets. Uh, you could tell who's like a, a rival team fan <clears throat> of Bill Belichick's Patriots. Phil Weiss. Uh, the greatness of Belichick was taking Brady in the sixth round and then having Mo Lewis knock Bledsoe out of the game. Nothing else mattered. He's a Jets fan. <laughs> yes, he did. Admitted he was. Well, this is but like this is part of the greatness. You know what I mean? It is the <laughs> decades of dividing people over loving or hating a speci- one specific team. As I did mention. Bill Belichick's record since Tom Brady left, 29 and 38 regular season. Master of puppets. Hey, Gil and Kelly, if Coach, talking about Belichick, loses to Seattle and Atlanta in the, in the uh, Super Bowls, is he still one of the greatest? Yeah, he's still one of the greatest. Yeah. He will have won four Super Bowls at that point. Uh, Michael Burns, what if the Eagles lose versus Tampa? Things will be interesting in the next few weeks with Sirianni. You and Kelly keep up the great work. Thank you. Primetime Cowboys underscore Cubs one. Can I hit on that one real quick? This is where that's the one I have every year. We do this with, with the NFL and the coaching. And I know there's a ton of turnover with the coaches every year. But every year there's some there's one name thrown out. And that's the one where I'm like, really? 
Really? Nick Sirianni, we're going to kick to the curb. But this just shows you how tenuous it all is. I remember when Harbaugh got to the Super Bowl, I remember having a debate that as the game had to end it, like an hour later with some of my buddies in San Francisco, I'm like, all these guys are two years away from getting... And they were like, there's no way. And it happened with Harbaugh, too. No, it's true. I know it's and, true. And listen, I was the guy who was like, Dayball shouldn't win coach of the year. Dayball's getting credit for stuff that the Giants just, by sheer variance, got got fortunate in, inside the 20s on. And look what happened to we're, them this we're, year. We're just incredible. He's with a like, year away from being toast. Like with what Philly did last year and how many times still last year and this year have we sat here and, sa- and said, it's the most unstoppable play in football. It's pure genius. Ball, ball, ball. He's the guy. He's the guy who's the head coach of that team. And we're still like, well, this yeah. Eagles is a real bad stretch. Watch out for Nick Sirianni. A lot of people think there's something rotten at the I corner know, there. I know. Cowboys underscore Cubs won. If one thinks Green Bay has a chance to win this weekend, consider playing Belichick to Cowboys rather than the Green Bay money line. If Green Bay wins, um, Fat Mike be gone. He says, "Hey, why you got to say that?" Um, Cleve T.A. checks in. Now, you were talking, oh, as we were doing the kicking thing, he, he mentions what you mentioned, which is Hopkins is going to, is hurt. So, it did, by the way, the, the word they're using is unlikely to play. So, it's going to be Riley Patterson uh, kicking this week. He says, huge downgrade. And again, we talked about Hopkins, eight, from, eight for eight from beyond 50. Riley Patterson uh, this year, this year kicking primarily for the Detroit Lions. Um, only what is it? One of two from beyond fifty. Let me get this right. Now that I, I can say, yeah, one of two from beyond fifty. Sixteen of eighteen, but most of those are eleven of those from inside thirty-nine yards. And then Jeff uh, Depoy. I hope I'm saying that right. Jeff doesn't Brandon Aubrey have nineteen ninety-eight Gary Anderson written all over him? <laughs> pick your pick your Vikings kicker of choice. Blair Walsh comes to mind as well. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, he is a meteorologist over at rotogrinders.com. Great site. And the man to go to for uh, weather in all of these wild card games in any football game, any sport, as a matter of fact, he's Kevin Roth joining us once again. How you doing, Kevin? I'm good. Uh, it was a busy week last week. Week 18 had some bad weather and we're rolling right into the playoffs with the same kind of ugly stuff that I love. Yes, we are. Now, I joked uh, we we're off air. I was like, OK, so what's the weather in Detroit and Dallas? Uh, so we don't have to do those two. But let's let's crescendo to the big ones. First of all, anything in Tampa that we need to know about Monday night? There's a chance for some rain there. But as a general rule with rain, I don't feel that confident many days out. And we're still pretty far away from Monday night here. Um, a chance for some rain, sure. But the winds look good. The temperature's fine. We'll update that maybe Sunday and into Monday and have a better idea of if that rain is going to be near the stadium or over the stadium. But that's one of those those fringe ones that's mildly interesting, but but not as good as the next couple. Okay. And obviously, Houston climate controlled as well. So let's get to the big ones. So... Saturday night, the Peacock game in Kansas City. Uh, you got the mainstream media showing up the coldest NFL games of all time. I mean, these are legendary. The Ice Bowl between the Packers and the Cowboys. For those of us of a certain age, we remember that Bengals Chargers AFC Championship in 1981. Um, could this rival that? What is what is the current forecast in Kansas City for the Chiefs and the Dolphins? Yeah, every time I look at the numbers, it keeps coming up colder and colder. Wow. And it was already pretty damn cold. Uh, latest numbers, I've got the kickoff temperature at zero degrees during the game. I think it's going to drop below zero. And that's with a 15-mile-per-hour wind. So the feels-like temperature should be somewhere between 20 and 25 degrees below zero in this game. As a general rule, 
I generally say, look, you know, it's cold. It's going to be fine. It's not a big deal. But the cold does matter on the extremes, right? Yes. If it's 32, the cold doesn't really matter. If it's zero with a feels like temperature of 25 below zero, then it does start to matter. That's when you see that correlation between scoring and temperature start to increase. Uh, the total has only dropped one point from where it opened in this game. And I would not be surprised to see that, that cold air and the 15 mile per hour wind impacting the game more than people think it will. Yeah, Chiefs four and a half point favorites. The point you made there, I think, is the interesting one, by the way, total at 44, which is, you know, it doesn't matter if it's 32 degrees, but if it's zero degrees, it matters uh, just to use those two those two markers. And so, you know, the logic also follows that the colder it gets, you know, because the narrative that all football handicappers are bringing up is, well, I mean, the Dolphins, look at the history of Tua, look at the history of the Dolphins in the postseason and cold games, uh, just cold games in general. But at a certain point, it's so cold, right? Like, let's just use a ridiculous, let's say it was minus 50. Okay, well, it doesn't matter if you're from Miami or wherever at that point, right? Zero degrees is kind of drifting that way too, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I feel that way a lot when people use these narratives about, oh, well, this guy's from Miami or they're playing. Like it, the cold has the same effect on our bodies no matter what. Both teams are going to be impacted by this. It's going to be tough to kick long field goals. It's not going to be great throwing and catching. Uh, that ball, as much as they try to keep it warm, is going to end up like a rock. Uh, it's just not great conditions all around, whether you're talking for Kansas City or for Miami. That's for sure. You're, you're from Florida, Kelly. You never played in cold, did you? Before? Yeah, 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 I have much. It sounds miserable. Oh, it, it, like, again, for those of us who, like, were raised in an era where, like, when you're eight years old, you're, like, playing full pad football, the pain of, of getting hit in the cold, like, you, can't, you cannot even fathom. Um, and obviously, these guys getting hit by the greatest athletes in the world. All right. And then, because I think that's the big thing I take away, because I have a Dolphins bed, and I feel like I'm the only human being on earth that has the Dolphins in this game bucking that narrative of, like, oh boy, these guys from Miami are going to have a tough time. I think it's, everybody's going to have a tough time. Then it's, then it's the wind in Buffalo, which is a whole nother animal. Anywhere We've heard anywhere between 30 miles per hour Sunday morning to 50. What do you got now? Okay. Um, agreed that the big one in Buffalo is the wind, right? And sports bettors know this. Temperature, sure, it matters a little. Rain, if it's pouring, that matters. Snow matters a bit. But wind is the big one. That's what we're always looking for. Uh, the latest numbers in Kansas City here, the, uh, sorry, in Buffalo, the temperature should be in the low 20s. There's a chance for some snow showers. Again, precipitation we won't know until a little closer to the game. Latest winds are coming in sustained at 20 miles per hour, and I'm seeing wind gusts anywhere between 30 to 40 miles per hour. I don't think we're going to see 50 mile per hour wind gusts here, but I feel very confident they're going to be up over 30, and that is an impactful wind when combined with cold weather and potential snow showers and wind gusts, we'll call it 35. Um, that is impactful weather. There's no doubt about it. And I do expect we've seen the total drop in this. And I still think there's room below where the total is now. Yeah, which is that? And that's something, you know, that's something we saw the last couple of weeks is that the total dropped on these bad weather games and the under still hit well below even where the total ended up. And I think this might be a case of people not realizing how much the winds and the weather could matter in this game. And that total is 36, what Kevin's referring to. Uh, Steelers catching 10. I took the Steelers plus 10 because I just, to me, in this kind of weather, 
it's got to even the playing field, even though Buffalo's best play is still Josh Allen tucking it under and running. What about that game? Just last thing, Kevin, we only have a minute left. There was that there was that Bills-Patriots game, if you recall. I want to say it was during the pandemic, but the wins, it was like the wins were, were referred to as crosswinds. Is that sort of what we can expect? I don't know how much like specific stadium knowledge you have, but is that sort of what we're talking about? I could probably look it up. What I got thirty seconds here? No, oh, you got about forty-five. No pressure. All right. But that was new that era, was right. New era field. Well, that was the thing about that game that no one could. That no one even tried to pass the football after a while. Right. right. So I'm. I, I, Go ahead. Yeah, I don't think we're going to hit those levels. I've got wins out of the west-southwest, and that's not quite a crosswind, but it's also not going parallel with the field. It's kind of a a diagonal wind. Um, It's going to be impactful. I don't think we're going to get to those levels that we saw where they – they couldn't even punt it. It was boomeranging back at them. They could could barely kick an extra point. Uh, We're not going to see that level of impact, but deep throws and long field goals – going to be tough in these conditions and that's going to shave a few points off for sure kevin really appreciate it i mean this is what makes playoff football so awesome like if we didn't have these two weather games it would be far less interesting oh yeah uh kevin kevin roth everybody meteorologist over at rotogrinders.com you can follow him on the twitter machine at kevin roth wx thank you so much kevin enjoy the games thanks thanks for having me guys appreciate it kevin roth the go-to guy for this kind of thing. Crackman is next. Got some Australian Open thoughts as well. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.